a Voice of St. Louis original podcast. This is the STL All Local Podcast from KMOX Radio. I'm Megan Lynch with the news you need for this Tuesday, May 9th. The Missouri legislature ending the income tax on Social Security benefits. Lawmakers gave final passage Monday to a bill that does that, along with giving a tax credit to cover any property tax increase for those 65 and older. Representative Ben Baker. Seniors who have played by the rules their entire lives, saved for retirement, paid their fair share of taxes, should never face the prospect of being taxed out of their home by the government. The changes begin January 1st if signed by the governor. Missouri just one of 11 states that tax Social Security retirement payments. Looking for the stash house, the DEA in St. Louis trying to find where Mexican drug cartels are hiding the drugs they distribute in St. Louis. The special agent in charge in St. Louis for the Drug Enforcement Administration, Michael Davis, says we are a major hub for cartel shipments of meth and fentanyl. And somewhere out there in the regional map, they are storing it. Region, local and regional drug traffickers, uh, they got to have somewhere to put the put their drugs, somewhere secure to put their drugs. So yeah. absolutely, it, it happens. Are, are you looking for that big stash house to I'll, make that big arrest? You know I am. <laughs> David says they have had some major successes over the past year, seizing large quantities of drugs, guns, and making 72 arrests. When asked if the Biden administration border policy on the southern border could make the drug problem here worse, he said, that's above my pay grade, but added, the more drugs that are coming across, the harder his job gets. Kevin Killeen, KMOX News. Pair residents say not in our town to a marijuana dispensary. The DePair Board of Aldermen gave first reading to a marijuana dispensary ordinance Monday night. Joe D'Elia wants to apply for a permit for his company, Route 66. I think probably most of the people are sitting in this audience because they foresee this as a public safety issue. And he was right about that. Should we have a business in DePair? where every customer and every transaction is a federal crime. Adult use marijuana in the heart of the city threatens to disfigure our peaceful, family-oriented community. Some residents want the board to wait until after next year's November election when cities can ban pot shops with a 60% approval. Some said DePair could reach that mark. The board will vote on the ordinance at a later meeting. Sean Michael Lyle, KMOX News. St. Louis police say there will be more police downtown this weekend in an effort to ward off some of the chaos from last weekend. This was the 4th District Captain Pierre Benoist last Friday. They beefed up security and we will have security, you know, additional this weekend and every weekend moving forward down in downtown and downtown west. Following the weekend violence, Major Ryan Cousins held a press briefing Monday. You had the special units out this weekend? Not, not all of them, man, because we had a, um, a detail on Cherokee. We had those units up there. Saturday, two more people were shot on Cherokee. When a fight broke out on Friday, four people were shot too fatally in that same area of Cherokee. Additionally, officers had to be called in from different districts to deal with the downtown problems. With more manpower, though, police eventually got control of the situation, but it took quite a while. Maria Aquina, KMOX News. A man is dead after a shooting Monday afternoon in the Tower Grove South neighborhood. Police responded to South Grand near Gravoy to find the victim in a parking lot dead at the scene with a gunshot wound to the head. There are no suspects at this time. It's the 52nd homicide within city limits so far this year. 
With all the violence lately in St. Louis, Congresswoman Cori Bush, who campaigned on defunding the police, was asked if it's time for more police. The answer is not always throwing more police. The answer is making sure that, first of all, we don't have these loopholes for people to be able to access guns who should not be able to access guns. But as she doesn't like the efforts of politicians in the state capitol to exert more influence on the St. Louis police, the St. Louis circuit attorney and local public safety issues. Missouri Senate President Caleb Rowden confirms he had talks with St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner to step down if legislation to impose a special prosecutor on her office was dropped. He says they came to an agreement. My message to her was, look, this scrutiny is going to continue. It's not just coming from, um, you know, white Republicans in Jefferson City. It's coming from everywhere uh, and it's time to move on. And if you move on, we, we will you know, start the process of moving on as well. Senator Rowden tells Odyssey St. Louis the bill for a state takeover of the St. Louis Police Department was not included, that it was a separate issue. Emerson might be moving from a sprawling campus to a high-rise tower. But not downtown, as boosters have suggested could be a stabilizing factor and a help to the whole region. The Business Journal reports that Emerson is looking at Forsyth Point in Clayton. Those are new towers. It could be connected to the headquarters or it could be something else. And the Journal could not say if Emerson is also looking at other real estate. Emerson is leaving Ferguson to its climate technology spinoff, which does plan to stay there as its headquarters. Camel is Michael Calhoun. Chicago's sudden uptick in monkeypox cases has caught the attention of local health experts here. Seven cases in Chicago over the last two weeks of what's now called MPOX. Not the same as last year's much bigger national outbreak, but still worrisome. St. Louis University vaccine researcher Dr. Sharon Fry is in the middle of conducting an MPOX vaccine clinical trial for adolescents. MPOX uh, can be dangerous and it can also result in some residual scarring, uh, which, or depending on where you get it, if you have it in your eyes, for example, it could cause blindness. It's not as dangerous as smallpox for which these vaccines were originally developed. Dr. Fry is testing the current vaccine to see if it is as effective in adolescents between 12 and 17 as it is in people between 18 and 50. Fred Bottomer, KMOX News. KMOX goes in-depth. If you've browsed the local car lots hoping to snag a deal on a pre-owned vehicle, you have probably racked up some miles. Supply of used vehicles remains tight. The best vehicles go fast. I'm Megan Lynch. This week on KMOX, we go to experts to guide you around a few of the hazards you may encounter on your pre-owned car buying journey. As I drove around to different dealerships, many of the cars I looked at were not trade-ins from loyal customers. Instead, they were vehicles bought at auction often from outside the state. Auctions, yeah, that is a big thing now. That's Greg Damon, KMOX auto expert. Think about it, new cars are very hard to come by. So obviously there's not a lot of trade-ins because people aren't upgrading to a new car. So they're holding on to their used cars. Well, now folks are going to auction to buy used cars. At Damon's shop, Sparks Tire and Auto in St. Charles, the vehicles up on the racks for service are older. They have more miles than technicians saw from cars just five years ago. Options are limited for newer cars, trucks, and SUVs, and here's why. Kelly Blue Book reports new vehicles are on average $10,000 more than they were just three years ago. Many consumers are hoping buying pre-owned will save them a little money. Unfortunately, fewer cars were produced during the pandemic. That means fewer late model cars to trade in. 
It adds up to huge demand for pre-owned inventory, so dealers are going to auctions to try and fill their lots. Greg Damon tells me auctions aren't necessarily bad, but buyers do have to beware. Let's face it, there are a lot of cars out there that people want to get rid of because they have issues. First, ask a dealer for their inspection report. Damon also urges you to have someone else take a look under the hood. I would always want to have it checked out by a secondary person. Um, I'm not saying that the dealerships would do anything wrong or, or try to pull the wool over your eyes. But somebody else is going to have a different perspective into it that doesn't have any skin in the game and is going to be able to give you an honest opinion. Let's say, you know, you do find a car that's been purchased by a dealer at auction, two or three years old. What are some of the things that you need to be alert to as a buyer? Well, number one, especially here in the Midwest, we want to make sure the car has not been in a flood. That is a major concern, uh, and it doesn't matter where the flood was. It could, could be a hurricane in Louisiana, could be a flood up in Iowa. Cars get traveled all across the country, but the biggest thing is we want to make sure that that car is not in a flood. You have to understand, the car may run great now, but with all that flood damage, all that moisture that's in there, that just ruins uh, computers, it ruins all sorts of wiring, it makes corrosion all over the vehicle and that could be really bad for you in a few years. Is that something that you see fairly often? Very often. So that's nothing that has to be disclosed then? Nothing has to be disclosed on that. You know, uh, especially you buy it from auction. If the, if the dealer buys from auction, it may not be disclosed to them. They don't have to disclose it to you. Damon adds, if you're considering an older used car, a key to its condition may be service records. Carfax is a vital tool. But vehicle history reports do have limits. Vehicle history reports don't catch everything. We explore that tomorrow. I'm Megan Lynch. STL All Local is produced by the KMOX News Team. Subscribe to the All Local on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.